full clan association building, the Singapore's only remaining association building that is located on its original spot. And it has been here virtually unchanged for over 200 years. In today's tour, we're going to learn about the Hakas, walk through about 200 years of the association's history, and explore this historical monument in detail. Thanks for downloading this episode of Elon Audio Tours. This podcast offers reviews, tours, news, and commentaries about Singapore. Traveling through Singapore just got easier. Before we move on, let me just take a minute to appeal to you. Please subscribe to this show on iTunes. It'd be great if you would rate this podcast and leave your review while you're there. Help spread the word. Thanks. Please, if you like the show, please send me feedback at universalssfan at gmail.com That is U-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L-S-S-F-A-N at gmail.com Or leave a comment on the blog at yuntours.wordpress.com That is Y-I-A-U-N-T-O-U-R-S dot W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com And now, on to the show Well, before we begin proper, here's some disclaimer and warning. This audio guide is designed to accompany you while you visit the location. Use this guide with discretion. Always be prepared for things like renovations and the shifting of artifacts. Most importantly, be flexible. Ask a local for directions. Singaporeans speak English as our native language. So, to get to the Infu Clan Association, the Infu Clan Association is located at the intersection of Teluk Ayer Street and Cross Street, inside the Far East Square complex. The closest MRT station is Raffles Place, and Infu Clan Association is only a five minutes walk away from that MRT station. Exit Raffles Place via uh, Exit F and follow Cecil Street until you see the Indian Overseas Bank, then turn right to go onto Cross Street. You'll reach the Infu Clan Association after a short walk. See the map on the website for specific directions. The tour begins. We're now at the entrance of the building. Now just take a few moments as you soak in this eclectic fusion of various architectural forms. This building stands out from the rest of the shop houses in the row. The black exterior, the higher than usual ceiling, the stone lines all add to the uniqueness of the building. This building probably seems out of place over here, at the end of a row of shop houses, but this wasn't the way it used to be. Now take a look at the left of the building. You, you might now just see a white road, but in the past, there was something more, and I'll tell you about that later in this work. Now, I invite you to take a closer look at the architectural features of the building. The Yingfu Huiquan is essentially a slice of Hakka life transported from southern China right into the heart of Singapore. The Hakkas in China lived in round-earth houses that looked just like the exterior of the Klang Association but only bigger. These round houses are essentially walled villages. Walled villages that are typically designed for defensive purposes 
and consists of one entrance and no windows at the ground level. This building takes on some of the characteristic features of the traditional Hakka walled villages. For one, the windows for this building is located very high up, as it is conventional for Hakkas to build their windows high so as to ward off enemy attacks in their native homes. The colours for this building are also very dull, as the material used for the original Hakka houses are made of rammed earth, which is of the same hue. I'll elaborate on the history of Hakkas later on the tour, but for now, just enjoy and appreciate the intricate design of the building. Now, just like how Singapore is a melting pot of different cultures, this building also contains many foreign influences that are not native to the Hakkas. For example, the two columns you see supporting the roof are the Doric columns that are usually found in the classical Greek architecture, which is characterized by the rounded column and the capital at the top and the bottom. You can go take a look there. However, the capital is carved into the intricate shape of a dragon, which is actually characteristic of Teochew culture. So this eclectic fusion of different cultures marks you know, the uniqueness of this building. Carved above the entrance of the Klang House in an ancient script unreadable to most modern learners of Chinese language are the four words, Qian He Wan Sun, which is an ancient expression of hope that one's descendant would succeed through studying hard. The carving on the frame door uh, that looks like a fish uh, with a dragon's head, which is called an owl, is linked to an ancient saying the carp jumps over the dragon gate, which means making it through the notoriously difficult Chinese imperial examinations. This reveals a strong belief by the Klang's founders that education is the key to upward mobility. The carvings on the two sides of the entranceway are actually carvings of flower vases. The figure of a flower vase, ping, in Chinese has the same pronunciation as ping, or peace, symbolizing the aspiration for peace that early immigrants had for their descendants. There are two pairs of stone lions guarding the entrance to the building. In fact, stone lions are usually only found outside rich households back in China, which suggests that the association actually commanded substantial financial power in the past. Now let's move into the building and I'll show you more. As you walk in, you see a small wooden trash hole at the entranceway. Cross it over using your right foot, and remember, be sure not to step on it. Well, as you are greeted by the irritating electronic bell sound, I'll tell you more about the trash hole you have just crossed. This wooden plank on the ground, which is a trash hole, is actually a common feature of most Chinese buildings, and acts as a demarcation of where the house is. There is actually a legend as to how the threshold came about. During the Shang Dynasty, a noble wanted a new home and asked his servants for contributions. Well, one particular servant contributed his life and his body was, con uh, was buried at the entrance of the house as a form of protection for the house. So this tradition is being carried on uh, throughout all forms of Chinese architecture and it's also the one that you see right over here. Therefore, by stepping over it, it will be a mark of disrespect for the spirit guarding the house. The threshold over here is relatively low as compared to uh, thresholds that you see in 
you know, uh, Imperial China, like for example, at the Forbidden City in uh, Beijing. It's essentially a mark that symbolizes the Hakka's humility as well as high level of tolerance. So the lower the threshold, the higher the level of tolerance as well as the higher the humility. Now, let's walk towards the model of the building as I tell you more about the design and history of this association. Lingfu Huiquan is one of the oldest clan associations in Singapore and it has the title of being the only association still located on its original spot. A clan association is actually a, a group, an organisation, that has been formed when a group of immigrants arrives in Singapore and decides to group together to provide support for each other. You know, addressing their needs such as lodging and jobs as well as uh, arranging for funeral arrangements. Its founder, Liu Runda, had envisioned it to be more than simply just an association providing welfare services, but as a form of kinship bridge between Singapore Hakka community and the Chinese Hakka community. The Yingfu Huiquan was the first Hakka association in Singapore, founded in 1822 by Hakka immigrants from Guangdong, China. And it has established to cater to the needs of early Hakka immigrants. Now, Yingfu Huiquan has undergone really several renovations, but throughout its history has always remained at this very spot where its foundation stones were laid. At the time of its founding, the clan building faces directly to the shoreline. Therefore, from the entrance, one has an unobstructed view of the sea. Now, just imagine looking out towards the sea and uh, from the doorway that you see right over here and seeing Chinese junks docking at the port. However, in recent times, successive land reclamation has expanded the shoreline outwards. And today, we can no longer see the sea from over here, but just rows upon rows of uh, office buildings. So, well, do you know that when the building was first constructed, it was only a single-story building? The second floor did not exist all the way until 1844, when the building underwent its first major renovation project. Additional details and ornaments were also added to the interior of the building uh, in this second renovation project with the traditional Hakka air well fitted in the structure to provide greater sunlight and air ventilation. This entire structure is designed according to the principles of feng shui. Feng shui is the ancient Chinese art of positions and how to influence one's fate using positions. The entire building is built along a central axis and follows many conventions of feng shui. In this case, the courtyard faces inwards as it is believed that this will trap good fortune within the building, while the screen that you see over here blocks out the evil spirits. Now, let's look closer at the model of the uh, building. Recall what's to the left of the building when we were outside. Currently, a road runs right next to the building, but long ago, there actually used to be another building right to the left. That building was constructed in 1898, right next to the clan building, to be used as an ancestral hall. The ancestral hall was used for laying the tablets of the ancestors of the clan's members. However, the ancestral hall was demolished by the government in 1980 for road expansion reasons. Now, 
Let's walk into the courtyard and look at the dividing screen. Here you see the image of a plum tree on the dividing screen. Plum is pronounced as Mei in Chinese, and this is a reference to Meizhou, the region in Guangdong where the majority of uh, hakas came from. The Chinese characters haka, basically kejia, literally means guest families. The Hakka's ancestors were often said to have arrived from what is today central China uh, quite a few centuries ago. In a series of migrations, the Hakka's moved and settled in the present location in southern China and then often migrated overseas to various countries throughout the world, such as Singapore. Now, stand in the middle of the beautiful courtyard and soak in the atmosphere. Okay, moving on. Walk towards the main altar at the far end of the building. This is an altar dedicated to Guan Di, which is the Chinese deity of war. It symbolizes courage and loyalty, values that are highly prized by Chinese immigrants, as these are qualities which make man and is hence revered by many clan associations. The Infu Hui Guan is no different and has dedicated a large portion of a first story to an altar uh, in this deity's honour. Imagine yourself as an immigrant. Now you've just stepped foot on the island a few years ago. Now you're kneeling right in front of this altar and becoming part of the band of brothers, your clan association. This altar was used for the initiation of new members. Now look around at the tables and chairs surrounding the space in front of the altar. This building actually is, used, is still currently used by the association. Meetings, gatherings, functions are often held over here. The first floor is a space commonly used for gatherings and meetings of hakas. And hence, all these tables and chairs are placed around here for the members to sit down and interact. Even though modern Singapore has progressed really rapidly, the clan association is still very active in connecting the hakka community. You may want to sit down as I tell you more about the Hakka community in Singapore. The Hakkas are a distinct ethnic community, and the Hakka community in Singapore is very small compared to other groups such as the Hokkien's and the Kyuchus. However, the community is still very influential and has produced many movers and shakers of Singapore. Probably Singapore's most famous Hakka is Lee Kuan Yew the founding father of modern Singapore. The Hakka immigrants also ventured into, and of course later dominated, the Chinese medicine business. It's been said that in the late 1920s, the largest Chinese medicine halls were owned by the Hakkas. A famous Hakka in Chinese medicine business was the late Ao Boon Hall, a well-known philanthropist and community leader who was also known as the Tiger Balm King after the brand of Chinese medicated balm that he has founded together with his brother, Ao Boon Pa. Uh, you can see more of them at the Ho Pa Villa, uh, which is located in the southern end of Singapore. Now, let's walk towards the bell that you see at the right of the courtyard. Over here is a bell that was previously used when the Yin Xin School was still in operation. The Yinxin School was founded in 1905 by the Yinfu Clan Association. 
The school was established on the 5th of May at a shop house along Lok Yu Road. But since most of the 15 students in Yin Xin School live around Talok Aya area, the school was relocated to the Ying Fu Hui Kwan site on the 21st of August of the same year. In 1926, a second branch was formed along Holland Road. The school continued operation until 1969, when the student population started to dwindle because of the development in the city and people started moving out from this central business district. The school was one of the few schools to actually teach English together with math, science and Chinese. This set the precedence for many other clan associations to follow, such as the Taunan School, which was set up by the Hokkien Hui Kuan. We've almost reached the end of the tour, so make your way to the outside of the building and stand once again at the entrance. Now, if you take a closer look at the exterior of the building, do you notice numerous cracks that are running around the walls of the building? This is because of the tunneling and road construction work that has been ongoing directly outside this building. These works has damaged the foundation, the very fragile foundation that was cast almost two centuries ago. And this has weakened the structural integrity of the building, causing the cracks to occur. Precision instruments have been installed on the building to detect the worsening of cracks. And so far, most of the cracks have stabilized. However, many still fear that the building will be split into two, and a second story is actually structurally unsound to handle large groups of people. Now to wrap up, contemporarily, the Yingfu Clan Association serves as a symbol of the Hakka heritage and identity. The association also provides scholarships, celebrates important Hakka festivals, and organizes Hakka language classes. Because of its rich cultural heritage, the Yingfu Clan Association building was renovated in 1997 and gazetted as a national monument in 1998. Well, this marks the end of the tour. I sincerely hope that you have enjoyed it. This district is home to many other heritage sites and right behind you is actually the Far East Square Conservation District. And there are also many other interesting sites in this area. So feel free to wander around in this area. Get lost in the small alleyways. You'll never be far from an MRT station. I hope you have enjoyed this tour. For show notes, the transcript of this tour, or travel directions, visit iluntours.wordpress.com. That's y-i-l-u-n-t-o-u-r-s.wordpress.com. Also, subscribe to this show on iTunes and leave a review while you're there. Help spread the word. Tell your friends about this show. Thanks. And remember, always keep exploring. Goodbye. Vamos la serena por un cambio de verdad, por nuestra ciudad, trabajando por usted. Robinson Hernández con CK. Avancemos con confianza.